0: I'm your host and reader, Nerdy Nerdenstein. The story is ours now. You can't have it back. Please be warned that the stories featured can and will contain explicit sexual content and is not intended for young audiences. Today I'll be reading, Have You Ever? Part 2 Untouched by Jezepoof. The rating for this fic is explicit. The pertinent tags for this fic include Shameless Smut Sexual Humor Bottom Dean Winchester Top Castiel Anal Fingering Coming Untouched Edge Play Dom Sub Undertones Fingers In My Mouth Friday Human Castiel Clueless Sam Winchester Teasing Masturbation
1: if it not make me spell it out for you, all of the feelings that I've got for you can be explained. But try for you yeah baby don't make me spell it out for you you keep on asking me the same questions and second guessing all my intentions should know by the way I use my compression that you got the answers to my confessions it's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender me yeah, but no one does it better. There's nothing better.
0: Have you ever, Part 2, Untouched, written by Jezepoof, read for you by Nerdy Nerdenstein. Summary. Cass and Dean have been exploring their new relationship, but they have not been thinking about what to tell Sam when he returns from a hunt. Cass goes with blunt honesty. Dean panics. Sam is really confused because any sexual references go entirely over his head. Cass has a new have-you-ever proposition for Dean and vows to make him come untouched after a day of teasing. Will he succeed? One way to find out. This takes place two days after part one, though it is briefly summarized in the dialogue, so this works as a standalone as well.
1: That's just the way you make me that's just the way you make me feel That's just the way you make me feel That's just the way you are uh-huh. So 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 fucking real Ooh That's just the way you make me feel That's just the way you make me feel That's just the way you make me feel
0: Dean and Cass are on the couch in the Dean cave late Sunday afternoon Still in their sweats and t-shirts from the previous night With Dean straddling Cass's lap It's been a lazy day full of cuddling on the couch with plenty of kissing and affectionate touching. Dean and Cass have been in pretty much constant physical contact since two nights ago in the garage. They had years of lost time to make up for and wanted to take full advantage of Sam being away. What they did not do, however, was talk about what was happening between them, nor what they were going to tell Sam when he got back to the bunker. Cass was terrified to do anything that would disrupt this fragile new relationship advancement and risk losing the ground he had gained. Dean, in true Dean fashion, was in absolute denial that Sam would return and that he would ever have to verbally address his feelings about Cass. He wasn't actually sure how to put his feelings about Cass into words if he was being honest. He just knew that Cass meant everything to him, and he was terrified of fucking it up. Cass, it's kind of awesome that we had a threesome with baby, Dean says between kisses. Cass looks at him quizzically. What? That is not what happened, Dean. I know you are the most comfortable around your car, so I thought if you had it nearby, things would go more smoothly. Also, selfishly, I've always wanted to see you bent over the impala. Cass blushes at verbalizing that admission. Dean groans and pulls back a bit to look at him. Dude, you were pressing my cock against baby while fucking me with your tongue. I came all over the hood. That was sex with a car involved. Very much a threesome. Ha! Can't beat that logic. And people say Sammy is the smart one. Casts eyes and smiles at Dean. Dean, if I were to make you come right now. Oh God, yes please, Dean thinks. Would that be a threesome with the couch? Dean exasperated. No, Cass, obviously not. Not unless you shoved my dick between the cushions, and even then I don't think so. You're entirely missing the point. The point being that you're sexually attracted to your car and couches just don't do it for you? Cass inquires with that adorable little squinty-eyed head tilt of his. Because I'm... No, Cass, don't make it weird. I'm not sexually attracted to baby. Dean insists, using air quotes. Are you sure you did come all over her? Cass air quotes right back. Just then, Dean's phone rings. Sammy, how's the case going? Oh, an hour out? Yeah, uh, we're just doing some research. About things, okay? I can read. Jesus Christ. Dean hangs up the phone and stares at Cass with wide eyes. Sam is going to be back in an hour. We need to shower. Who knows what we're covered in? Dean says, nervously glancing down. Cass licks his lips and raises an eyebrow. I have some idea. Jesus, Cass, no, we don't have time for your smutty tricks right now. Smutty tricks? I was just saying that I'm well aware that both have... Cass starts. No, no dirty talk. Shower, now. Solo showers. Damn Sammy and his cock blocking. Damn that stupid easy-to-kill ghost. Cass rolls his eyes but complies, looking more contemplated than makes Dean comfortable. But he doesn't have time to dwell on that now. They head to the bunker shower room and make quick work of scrubbing themselves clean from the weekend's activities. In depressingly single shower stalls. Fuck, what am I going to tell Sammy? He went to a liberal college. He should be fine with this. But also, what is this? Just bro things, but shit. Also, really fucking hot touching and sucking and tongue fucking, so maybe not just bro things? Definitely can't tell Sam that part. We need a plan. Stat. Shit. Dean towels dry and dresses in his manliest flannel and jeans. Cass, I told Sam we were doing research. Shit, what are we researching? Well, I'm researching what angle would be best to hit your prostate while fucking you senseless. Cass says with a smirk. Not fucking helping. Dean scowls, irritated at the way his cock instantly starts to fill. Would fucking be helpful, I was thinking. Cass stops at hearing the opening of the bunker door. In general, extremely. I've been dying to get that gorgeous cock inside more than just my mouth. But right now, opposite of helpful, this is actually harmful to my psyche. Hey guys, Sam says, walking down the stairs, looking just slightly tentative. Sam's case was even easier than he anticipated. He had left on Friday morning and had things wrapped up by late Saturday. That should have been great news, but since his work was done and he wasn't actually near Eileen, he really didn't have much of an excuse to stay away from the bunker. He had debated calling ahead to ask Dean if he and Cass were still being weird around each other, but he was pretty sure that asking would just make it worse. It also wouldn't actually answer his question, which was, why are they being so weird? He took as scenic of a route as he could, but still got back to the bunker sooner than he had hoped. I'm back. Cass, how'd the waxing of the Impala go? Shit, I hope that wasn't supposed to be a surprise for Dean. It went very well. Thank you for showing me the YouTube tutorial, Sam. Cass replies calmly. Did I miss anything interesting? Sam asks Dean. Dean promptly chokes on his beer, because of course he's drinking. Post-shower beers are an important and valid thing, and fuck anyone who says they aren't. Quickly clearing his throat and attempting to regain composure, uh, no, just the usual hunter stuff, you know, lore, whatever. Be cool. You can do this. Just be normal about how very not normal everything is. Cass raises an eyebrow at Dean but doesn't disagree with him. Sam sighs quietly at the strange energy coming off Dean in waves. Hopes dashed that things were not still weird. Okay, cool. I'm just going to go toss my stuff in my room. Cass turns to Dean as soon as Sam is out of earshot. Dean, have you ever come untouched? Would you like to? Jesus, Cass, I'm not sure if that's an actual thing aside from wet dreams. Dean starts. Cass steps close enough that Dean can feel his body heat and raises an eyebrow. Challenge accepted. And wet dreams don't count because you'd be pressing against the mattress, giving you adequate friction. Dean whimpers and sits down at the table quickly before Sam can walk in and see his very noticeable erection. Sam grabs a few beers on his way back to the library, because if things are still off, he's going to need a drink. He hands out bottles, for which Dean is extremely grateful. He sees Cass and Dean sitting across from each other at one end of the table, so he grabs a chair at the other end of the table. So, how's the case? Dean asks, desperately aiming for normal. (sighs) Boring, Sam huffs. Ghost was predictably the victim's scorned axe. Buried right where they said he would be. Predictable enough to be hardly worth the gas, but I saved the person and killed the thing, so mission accomplished. Dean clears his throat. Cool, good. Predictable here, too. Very normal. Dean briefly wonders if his blushing can count as normal, or at least be seen as being caused by his drink. Um, that's good. Seems normal here. Sam says slowly not quite seeming on board with normality. An awkward silence falls over the room while Sam and Dean sip their beers. Dean and I are boyfriends now, Cass declares. Sam and Dean choke on their beers, nearly in sync. Excuse me, you're what? Sam sputters, eyes wide, looking rapidly between the two of them. Dean is truly an impressive shade of scarlet. The fuck, Cass? He quietly mumbles. Cass looks at Dean, eyebrow arched. Are we not? Dean just stares at him, panic stealing any attempt at coherent words. Fuck! Boyfriends? Dean has never been more terrified of wanting to scream yes to something in his entire life. His stomach feels full of butterflies and he starts to sweat. He realizes that Cass expects a response, and he's just sort of blinking, hoping he can scrape together enough words to count as a reply. We, uh, I mean, we haven't discussed bo- boy Dean's reply is far more akin to flustered mumbles than anything that could be rightly called an answer. Cass, what? Sam starts, looking extremely confused. Well, this morning he made me pancakes and drew little hearts and flowers and bees on them with honey. It was very sweet. Cass looks like a literal version of the hard-eyes emoji. I'm pretty sure that makes us boyfriends. Dean wishes he was anywhere else right now. What? Men are allowed to draw pictures, he mumbles defensively, looking embarrassed. Yes, Dean, a very sweet breakfast, following a night of... Yeah, Dean loudly cuts him off. Sweet, because of honey. (laughs) Nothing else, just some bee puns, very funny. His mind is flashing every panic signal available as he desperately tries to keep his shit together. Um, sure, Dean. Sam says, shooting him an extremely confused look. He turns back to Cass. Cass, did, uh, something happen? The energy between you two was strange when I left, and frankly, it's even more puzzling now. Sam. Cass says, focusing fully on Sam. Did you not hear me? Your brother and I are now boyfriends. Dean prays for invisibility. It doesn't happen. He keeps praying. Angels are dicks. Never answer when I need them. I need to check the Rowena's notes later. There has to be a spell for invisibility. What happened? Like, I know you guys have always had this thing. This bond or whatever. But just, what changed? It can't just be pancakes with pictures on them. Sam asks, looking at Cass. Dean has clearly shut down and will not be giving any useful information. Well, Sam, I asked Dean if he wanted me to lick his asshole and he agreed. Dean promptly regains his voice and sputters, What the hell, Cass? I did not agree. You just told me to go to the garage and then you started kissing me. You what? Sam's eyes dart back and forth between them, mouth hanging open like a cartoon character. It would be funny if Dean wasn't so close to hysterical panic. I told your brother I was going to kiss him, so I did, and then I bent him over. Okay, that's enough info for Sammy. Dean yells at Cass and then turns to his brother. Sam, I don't know what to tell you. I wish Cass, he glares, could untell you a few things. He grits out. But yes, seems like we're boyfriends now. Dean mumbles that last part extremely quickly. Dean, Cass says with authority, pinning him with those intense blue eyes. Say it once more with feeling. Dean is powerless under his gaze, feeling his insides squirm and cock take interest in that tone. Sammy's presence be damned. Yes, Dean says, staring directly at Cass. We are boyfriends. Jesus, Sam quietly exhales. Is that why you guys have been so, you know. Like how you always are? Dean downs the rest of his beer in one gulp. For someone so smart, took you fucking long enough to catch on. He grumbles. Took me? Sam says, aghast. You're the one who's been insisting that you two are just friends for the past decade. Don't you dare act like I'm the dumbass here. Yeah, well, Dean huffs. I guess your fancy-ass diploma from Smanford doesn't make you as smart as you thought. Dean, that's not the name of my school, and you made me leave before I could graduate. I can't believe you're such a jerk. Bitch. Dean counters with a glare. Dean. Cass starts. You need to calm down. Dean's head whips back around to Cass. Yeah? Well, this is all your fault. You need to calm... Dean sees that eyebrow raise as Cass stares probably directly into his soul, and the words die on his lips. Good boy. Cass says quietly. Dean's cock is instantly on board with this, much to his dismay. Thankfully, the table hides the evidence. He falls silent, eyes locked with Cass, but the challenge has melted, replaced with affection and quiet pride at the praise. So, Sam clears his throat loudly, did you guys actually do any research while I was gone? I did, Cass says, not breaking eye contact with Dean. Sam senses that tension again. "'Anything useful?' he tries. Cass's eyes are locked on Dean's. "'Extremely,' he replies. "'He slowly drags his teeth across his plush lower lip. "'Dean tries desperately not to whimper with his brother in the room. "'He can feel his cock throb painfully restricted by his jeans. "'Anything helpful for a case?' Sam's voice rises in pitch as he tries desperately to reroute the conversation. It certainly helped my case. Cass is still staring intently at Dean, the tip of his tongue darting out to wet his lips. Jesus, how is this my life? Dean thinks in a state of horny panic. He feels the side of Cass's foot trail up his calf under the table and just barely manages to swallow down a truly embarrassing noise. When the fuck did this nerdy angel get so fucking smooth? It's bullshit. So, Sam, Cass says casually, do you have any other cases lined up? I think I heard about some potentially ritualistic deaths near Omaha. As he says that, his foot travels farther up Dean's leg. Yeah? Sam excitedly grabs his laptop, grateful for any non-boyfriend topic. Let me check the news. Wise choice. Cass murmurs. His eyes flick over to Sam, and finding him sufficiently distracted, his eyes go back to Dean. Dean squirms in his chair, slumping down a bit, feigning casualness, as his legs spread further apart. He knows he's playing with fire, but the warm pressure of Cass's foot slowly sliding up his thigh is shorting out his higher brain function. Jesus, he's flexible. He hardly looks like he's moved. I think there was something about symbols carved around their bodies. Cass taps his index finger against his lip as he traces light, teasing patterns up Dean's increasingly tense thigh. Cass's eyes dart to a fully absorbed Sam and then settle on Dean as he slowly sucks the tip of his finger into his mouth as his foot settles lightly over Dean's increasingly strained cock. Dean focuses all of his energy on being quiet as he carefully rolls his hips up against the warm pressure of Cass's foot. Cass slides his tongue out of his mouth along his finger, curving it around and gently drawing it into his mouth, hollowing his cheeks and never breaking eye contact with Dean, who is vividly remembering earlier that morning when his cock had been enveloped in that wet heat. Dean draws in a sharp breath as he feels his boxer growing damp with pre Between the rough, wet drag of the fabric and the warm, steady pressure of Cass, Dean is getting perilously close to a very embarrassing orgasm. Ha! Sam shouts in triumph. I found the article about the murders. Hmm, these symbols make me think we're dealing with witches. Dean startles at the shout, acutely remembering that his brother is at the end of the table. He's a little upset at being reminded that anyone besides Cass exists right now. Uh oh Cass says, finger popping out of his mouth and foot slowly trailing back down Dean's leg. "'Dean emits a frustrated groan at the loss of contact. "'Goddamn motherfucking cock-blocking witches,' he grumbles. "'What was that, Dean?' Cass asks, all wide-eyed innocence. "'Fucking witches. I hate them. Just when you're getting close, they show up in ruin. "'Dean, what are you talking about? You know the witches aren't in the bunker, right?' Sam looks puzzled and concerned. Dean turns red and snaps. Obviously, Sam. I meant it metaphorically or whatever. Are you feeling okay? You look flushed and you're crankier than usual. Shouldn't you be happy now that you have a boyfriend? Oh, yeah, Sam. Real fucking happy with my boyfriend right now. Really just thrilled with this whole situation. His voice is dripping with sarcasm, with just a hint of desperation. Cass smirks. Am I really not a good boyfriend, Dean? He asks, blue eyes wide, almost apologetic. Or are you perhaps impatient, bordering on ungrateful? Shit, did I take this too far? I'm still so hard from this morning I can hardly see straight. No, I didn't want to come with my brother sitting at the end of the table, but I was so close. Fuck, this sucks. Cass... Dean starts trying to figure out how to quickly get things back on track. You guys keep getting weirder. I'm going to go search the lore and see what I can find on these symbols. Sam gets up from the table, shaking his head, and heads to the spell supply room to get some witch books. Once Sam has left the room, Dean, I told you that you were going to come untouched. Obviously, we were just in physical contact, so you should have known now wouldn't be the time. Cass, I didn't mean to be impatient or ungrateful. It's just I've been on edge all day and I'm not sure how much more I can take. Do you trust me, Dean? Cass is still giving him that intense stare, but soft around the edges. Of course. It's an answer that Dean never had to think about. Cass arches an eyebrow. Then you'll take what I give you and you'll be a bit more appreciative. We could always go back to the days of you jacking off alone in your room while I listen outside the door, aching to touch you as I hear you moaning my name. Oh, fuck. Cass heard me? Had he been touching himself, too? Thinking about me? Christ, that's hot. Dean definitely audibly whimpers at that admission. No plausible deniability here. No, Cass, please, no. I can't go back to being alone. I need you. Okay, Dean, then I expect you to be a good boy for me and trust me. Dean nods, keeping eye contact. Yes, I want that. I want to be good for you. So good for you. I know you do, and you are. You've always been my good boy. You make me so proud, Dean. Cass's eyes shimmer with emotion. Before Dean can reply, Sam walks back in with an armload of witch books, Hey, have you guys had dinner yet? Looks like I'm going to be up late with research, unless you want to help. I can help make dinner happen, Dean offers. How's sandwiches? Or do you need some kind of weird vegan slurry? You're such a dick. Sandwiches are fine. Sam rolls his eyes. But no meat on mine. Of course not. I'm the meat man, so extra meat for me. Cass suppresses a giggle. Dean is thankful that their banter lasted long enough for his dick to settle so he can walk to the kitchen without that embarrassment. Dean gathers sandwich supplies and starts assembly. He's nearly done when he feels Cass walk up behind him. How's dinner going? Cass asks while snaking his arms around Dean. Fine, Dean squeaks as one of Cass's hands go up his shirt and fingers start to lightly rub over a nipple. Dean arches into it. Pressing his ass back to find that Cass is just as hard as he is. Oh, fuck, Cass, please. Even if I can't come now, can I at least suck you off? Dean begs as he feels Cass's hand tighten on his hip. I'll make it so good for you, I promise. Cass grinds against him. I know you will, sweet boy, but not now. I'm not coming in until after you. I want to savor this as long as I can. Cass mouths up his neck, kissing and gently suckling the skin there. Fuck, Cass, that feels so good. It would feel even better if that thick cock was actually in my ass. Cass chuckles darkly. So desperate for it. I love seeing you like this. Be patient just a little longer and trust in how I'm going to take you apart and put you back together. I trust you, I do... Just please need you so bad. I know you do. And please believe it's entirely mutual. But first, you did promise Sam dinner. Cash gently reminds him, slowly pulling away. Stupid Sammy. Stupid sandwiches. Never thought I'd be so mad at food. Dean sulkily picks up the plates and carries them to the library. Thanks, man, Sam says, taking a plate from Dean. Veggie bullshit. Enjoy. Dean grumbles. You're so cranky tonight. Maybe you should go take a nap or something? Sam says, looking mildly concerned, but mostly interested in his lore deep dive. Yeah, bed sounds like a great idea. Dean says, hopefully, looking at Cass. Cass smiles fondly. Dinner first, Dean. We haven't eaten since breakfast and you'll need your strength. Sam, tell me about what you found so far. While Sam babbles on about some witch symbol bullshit that Dean really doesn't care about right now, he focuses on making quick work of his dinner. Cass is eating at a maddeningly slow pace while chatting with Sam. Dean needs to get Cass's focus back on more urgent matters. Sam can handle witch lore on his own. Sandwich finished, Dean decides to go on the offensive. The next time Cass's eyes flit over to him, Dean stares directly at him and slowly traces his tongue around the rim of his beer bottle. Cass stumbles over his speech slightly, and Dean slowly wraps his full lips around the rim, tipping the bottle back and drinking slowly, giving Cass a good view of his throat as he lets his eyelashes flutter closed in pleasure. He sets the bottle down and sees that Cass's pupils have nearly eclipsed his irises. To, to play at this game, game you gorgeous, gorgeous asshole. asshole. Suddenly, Cass is more focused on finishing dinner. Dean smirks and clears the table, letting his fingers brush against Cass's hand as he takes his plate, desire practically crackling between them. "'Well,' Dean says once the plates are in the sink. "'I'm going to head to bed. We got up awfully early this morning. Sam, you can handle the lore, right? Smart kid like you, we just get in your way.' Sam rolls his eyes, barely glancing up from his keyboard. Yeah, fine. You can help me in the morning. Sam, would you like for me to stay and help? Cass offers. No, no, he would not. Dean answers. Sam looks at Cass apologetically. I'm sorry you picked the worst, crankiest boyfriend. Cass chuckles. Well, I may be responsible for some of his current distress. May? Some? Understatement of the year. I can deal with it myself if it's too much of a challenge for you, Dean says pointedly. Cass raises an eyebrow, pinning Dean with a look. Be my guest. Fuck, that didn't go as planned. You guys know that when you're dating, you're supposed to actually like each other, right? Sam asks, once again extremely confused about their exchange. Dean glares at Sam. Cass aims for honesty. Dean is upset because I told him that I was going to make him come untouched and he thinks he's been waiting too long. Cass, again with too much information. Sammy does not need to hear that. Come untouched? Where's he going? And what isn't touching him? You guys are so confusing. Sam's brow furrows as he tries to work out his latest riddle. I swear to God I'm going to stab at least one of you. Dean mumbles. This has gone so fucking far off the rails. Time to show some initiative, Winchester. Dean summons his best authoritative voice. Cass, bedroom, now. Sam, I don't know what to tell you. I guess try KissingCouples.net or something. As you wish. Cass says, a dark promise of revenge for that outburst in his eyes as he gets up from the table and stalks to Dean's room. Sam just shakes his head, muttering in confusion, and dives back into the lore. Dean enters his room, and Cass immediately grabs him by the shirt and slams him against the wall, kicking the door shut. Dean's eyes go wide as Cass pins him up against the wall with his body and murmurs darkly. So that's how it's going to be. I'm sorry, I really am. I just had to find a way to get us here and out of that damn library. I swear, if I have to go one more minute without you kissing me. Dean is cut off as Cass crushes their lips together. It's rough and desperate and messy, which makes it so perfectly them. Dean is instantly a whimpering, groaning mess, writhing against Cass and holding him as close as he can. Cass swallows down the delicious noises, thrilled to finally have his mouth back on Dean's. Cass pulls away, panting, pushing Dean back against the wall. Okay, Dean, here's what is going to happen. We're going to take off our clothes. You're going to do as I say, and I promise you'll get to come tonight. If you disobey me, which includes touching yourself anywhere I don't give you express verbal permission, we're done, and you'll have to wait until tomorrow. Are you going to be good for me so I can give you what you deserve? Dean is still trying to catch his breath, heart racing and pupils blown wide. Yes, yes, I want to be good for you. I will be good for you. Please let me. Please. Show me by taking off your clothes, but keep your hands away from your cock. Cass also strips while keeping a close eye on Dean. Good boy. Untouched starts now. Do you need me to tie your hands behind your back, or can you do this unassisted? There's no shame in needing help, Dean. No. I want to show you that I can do this. I can. Anything for you, Cass. My good, sweet boy. Kneel on the bed before me, just in front of the pillows. Just like that. Legs spread, please. So good for me. Cass cups Dean's cheek and kisses his lips softly. Dean quickly complies, cock flushed and leaking. He keeps his hands to his sides, trembling with anticipation. Cass kneels in front of Dean, facing him. Dean, you seemed interested earlier when I mentioned listening to you masturbate. Dean whimpers. Yes. I had this fantasy that you would hear me slip into my room and join me. Hmm. We're going to do something like that tonight. Would you like to watch me touch myself, Dean? Dean draws in a sharp breath. How did he know? as his cock twitches with interest. Yes, please. Cass is just as hard as Dean, so he knows he has to go slowly if he wants Dean to come first. Cass wraps his long, graceful fingers around his thick, leaking cock and slowly starts stroking it from base to tip. I used to walk past your room and hear you through the door. I'd hear the slick sounds of lubricated flesh. I would wonder if you were stroking your cock or if you were fingering yourself sliding your fingers in and out of that tight hole perhaps both fucking yourself to orgasm I didn't have to wonder who you were thinking about it was always my name on your lips when I'd listened to you come Dean has never been so focused on a voice in his life find tremors course through his body as he watches Cass slowly stroking himself. He can feel his fingers twitching, desperate to touch himself or Cass, anything to bring some relief. Dean, I know it's not intentional, and I see you trying so hard to sit still, but your cock keeps brushing against your torso. Why don't you put your right hand on the headboard behind you to steady yourself and arch your back a little? Could you do that for me? Dean quickly complies, whimpering at the loss of accidental contact. Good boy. So good. You look so beautiful like this, stretched out and needy. Cass leans forward, careful to avoid Dean's cock, and sucks a nipple into his mouth, gently holding the hard nub between his teeth as he flicks his tongue over it. Dean moans and arches his back harder, pressing against Cass's mouth. Cass pulls back, savoring the noise Dean makes as they separate. Cass goes back to slowly stroking himself, knowing Dean's watching as he slides his thumb through the ample precum and over the swollen head. It's thrilling in a way he didn't expect, feeling Dean's intensely passionate gaze like a warm caress. Do you know what else I would think about, Dean? I would wonder if you were thinking about sucking my dick. Would you be needy for it? How much would you be able to take? Would you be able to fit all of it in that pretty mouth? What would it feel like when you swallowed around me as I came deep in your throat? Fuck. Dean exhales. Yeah. I think about it so damn much. I wanted it all the time. I still do. Please let me. Please. I'll show you how good I can be. I know you're good, but if you do that, I can't keep an eye on you and you look so lovely. Why don't we do this? Why don't you take your left hand and show me how good your mouth is? Show me what you wish you were doing to my aching cock right now. Dean is grateful for a way to occupy his free hand so he doesn't accidentally break the rules. He makes a show of licking and sucking his index and middle fingers, teasing them with his tongue, licking up and down the length before sucking them between his kissful and full lips. The noises he's making, the wet suction and moaning is nearly more than Cass can handle, and at this point he's more holding the base of his cock to stop from coming than he is actively stroking. Oh, that's perfect. So good for me and the way I can practically see your cock throb while you steadily leak all over yourself is more beautiful than I could have imagined. I think you've earned a little reward for good behavior. We're still not touching that truly magnificent dick, but I can give you a little of what you crave. Cass removes his hand from his own desperately leaking cock, making sure to run his fingertips through the moisture, getting them shiny and wet. Hold still for me, baby. Keep those lovely thighs spread. He murmurs as he gently cradles Dean's balls in his palm and traces his slick fingertips over Dean's tight hole. He lightly circles the rim, giving just a little pressure. Dean feels pleasure coursing through his body at the gentle teasing contact. He tries very hard to hold still, keeping his back arched like Cass asked. He wonders about the structural integrity of the headboard, and if it or his fingers will break first. Cass watches in awe as Dean keeps sucking on his fingers, cheeks hollowed and heavy-lidded eyes firmly on Cass. Cass keeps teasing small wet circles around Dean's rim. He occasionally pushes a fingertip into the hole, but doesn't go any farther. The goal is to tease Dean to orgasm, and he's also afraid that if he feels engulfed in that tight heat, where he's desperate to bury his cock, that there's no way he'll outlast Dean. This little game is taking a lot more willpower than he anticipated. You're doing so well, Dean. You look perfect like this. I wish I could have watched you like this the first time, when I had you bent over the car so I could fuck you with my mouth. I would have loved to see your face. Your perfection. I've never wanted even a fraction as much as I want you. I need you to do one more thing for me. Dean is drowning in those deep blue eyes, drowning in sensation. He knows that he'll do anything, Cass asks. He moans consent around his fingers, not trusting himself to take his fingers out of his mouth unless ordered. Cass leans in closer, never breaking eye contact. Slick fingers pressing more firmly over Dean's loosening rim. I want you to come for me. I want to feel you come apart from just my words and fingers. Come for me, my love, Cass murmurs as he pushes a finger deep inside Dean's hot, writhing body. Dean cries out as pleasure ripples through his body. He pulls his fingers from his mouth and he arches his back, and his cock pulses over and over. Painting streaks across Cass's own throbbing cock and torso as his whole pulses around Cass's finger. Dean is suddenly aware of Cass repeating his name in breathy moans, and he feels himself splattered with cum as he looks down to see Cass is also coming entirely untouched, one hand still against Dean, the other fisted in the sheets beneath him. Holy fuck. That was incredible. Did you just. Dean asks, with what few brain cells can still form semi-coherent thought? Yeah, I had more planned. But apparently through our profound bond, all I needed was seeing and feeling you come. Dean smiles. Profound bond, what a nerd. Fuck, I love him. Yeah? What else did you have planned? Well, I was going to finally let you suck me off though I knew I was extremely close and it wouldn't have lasted long. Would you... would you settle for a clean-up and cuddles instead? Dean asks. Absolutely. I think it's all I can manage at this point. But let me take care of you. You were so good for me. Better than I could have dreamed. If you insist. Dean says, honestly not sure his legs are in any condition to support him anyway. You weren't so bad yourself. Asks. Cass says fondly as he gets up to get a warm, wet towel to clean them off, suddenly grateful for the weird sink-in-every-bedroom situation that the bunker has going on. Maybe the men of letters did know what they were doing. Cass gently wipes them clean, peppering soft kisses all over Dean's body as he goes. Once the towel is tossed over the sink, he pulls back the covers and lays down next to Dean. Dean half-drapes himself over Cass, cheek against his shoulder and leg half-covering Cass's. I gotta say, I was skeptical when you proposed this whole not-touching thing, but damn, it was awesome. I'm glad you trusted me, Dean. I knew it would be a bit frustrating for you, but I was also confident that it would be worth the end result. Can I ask one thing, though? Of course, Dean, anything. Next time, um, can, I mean, would you? Please, can you fuck me? Like, for real? I want to feel you inside of me. Dean feels his cheeks flush with embarrassment at the request. Cass holds him a little tighter and strokes his fingers through Dean's hair. Of course, Dean. I would love to share that sort of intimacy with you. I just wanted to be sure that I wasn't pushing for too much too soon. Dean laughs. Too soon? How many years did we waste not spending every spare moment doing this? I'm ready. More than ready. I'm all in, forever ready. I mean, you saw those stupid pancakes. I'm already at Hearts and Flowers. They weren't stupid. They were very sweet. Literally and figuratively. And Dean, I love you too. Dean doesn't reply verbally, but he snuggles closer and kisses Cass's neck, placing his hand over his heart. I love you. Soon I'll be brave enough to say it out loud. Please be patient with me. As if Cass could hear him, he feels Cass hug him tight and press a kiss to the top of his head. They both drift to sleep with smiles on their faces and arms wrapped around each other. The End Thank you so much for listening.
1: That you got the answers to my confessions. It's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender, an emotional no sexual bender. Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it better. There's nothing better. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just And you got me right here in your jean pocket way you make me